Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> Okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man. That's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry. I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus. The Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Is This Real Life, a podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Is This Real Life with Mandy Slutsker. Just wanted to touch base on some breaking news this weekend. Miss Victoria Gunvalson is stepping down from the Real Housewives of the OC. This is something that she has threatened before after being brought back on season 14 as a friend of. She said she would not be a friend of in future seasons and would only return as a full-time housewife. And it turns out she stayed true to her word. So when she was not asked back full-time, she decided to step down from the show altogether. Now this means that there are only three remaining housewives of the OGs that have never missed a season as a full-time housewife. Kyle Richards from Beverly Hills, Teresa Judice or Judici from Real Housewives of New Jersey, and Ramona, oh my god, Ramona Singer from the Real Housewives of New York. Who do you guys think is next to leave? I don't see any of these three leaving anytime soon, although I don't think Teresa's heart is in it anymore. I think Kyle is still enjoying Beverly Hills. I think Ramona will be on Real Housewives of New York as long as the franchise exists. But yeah, just not entirely sure about Teresa. But of course, New Jersey revolves around her family. So we shall see. Who do you think is next to step down from the Housewives franchise? We've seen Nene Leakes leave before, and we know this week that there was a potential potential talk of her not returning for next season, which we'll get into this episode. But would love to hear your thoughts on kind of who you think is next to go and how you feel about Vicky leaving. Personally, I am somewhat happy, but really think that there needs to be a shakeup on the OC. I don't know if getting rid of Vicky is going to get rid of the Trace Amigas vibe, where there is a code of silence and there's things that you don't discuss on camera. I find that incredibly frustrating and feel like we're not getting the real Shannon. And Shan is the one that I want to see shine. And I feel like Tamara is holding her back. 
Anyway, we've got a great episode this week. Ryan Bailey from the So Bad It's Good podcast is here to join me. Cannot wait for you guys to hear what he has to say. He's absolutely hilarious, and you should all be listening to him and following him on social media. Of course, would also love for you to follow me. You could follow me on Instagram at ITRL underscore podcast and on Twitter at Mandy Slutsker. And if you like the podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. I love getting good reviews. It's fun to hear from you all. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 80. I'm here with Ryan Bailey from the So Bad It's Good podcast. Hi, Ryan. Hi. Wow, 80 episodes. That's 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 insane. I'm so glad we can celebrate together. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, well, I didn't even get you anything. That's, you know, 80. I cannot believe 80. I mean, that is a feat in itself. Most most Bravo shows don't even make it to 80 episodes. Well, except for Vanderpump Rules, which except each season Vander- is like it's a <laughs> 25. 300,000, yeah. <laughs> now, each season of Vanderpump Rules now, I feel like adds like five years to my life. Like, it's like, I'm, I'm just, it's, I'm getting older as I watch it. I'm, I'm getting so stressed out with everything happening in the Vanderpump Rules universe. I love this show, but I don't know how I feel about the new people yet. I think I like Dana. Pretty sure I, I like her. I, I, I love that you're ten. I love that you're not willing to fully say you like somebody. You're like I'm tentatively. Feel, I think I can feel good about saying I like her. I definitely like Dana. I think she. I think she, you know when people are on those talking heads, and she really pops on the talking head. Like when she did that line this week about like I'm a Manimi of Sheena. I yes. wear Dino Stompers. It that's like a really that's a good. Like it reminded me of early Lala when, when you know she really knows her way around a soundbite, and I feel yeah. Dana has that same energy, and I really a- appreciate that. You know, I do too. Now, how do you feel about Max and Brett? Let's just dive into it. I don't feel good. I mean, I don't. I mean, I I feel I feel I feel horrible in two ways. One, because I just don't like them as characters. Um, I don't like, I mean, I, they, they were set up to be, I mean, new people already have so much going against them because nobody in the bra, like when you love Bravo, it's hard to let new people into your heart, you know, when you watch yeah. the show. And then on top of it, they're kind of making fun of Sheena and like, we can make fun of Sheena as a viewing audience, but I will not stand for new people to come in and make fun of Sheena. Exactly. Like, you know, like you, you barely have been there one episode and you're going to like dog our, our Sheena. No, thank you. Our and then she-shu? secondly, our <laughs> Shishu. Yeah. And then secondly, <laughs> the other reason, which is just way more of a realistic reason why I don't like them is that obviously their putz is potentially racist and say a lot of really jerky hurtful things to um, like to a wide range of people whether it be african americans asians um or uh, or or overweight people and i think that's just disgusting on a whole nother level that i hate to like i hate to bring it into our reality show circle it but it just to me highlights that in general in our society unfortunately White men, like mediocre white men, somehow always rise to the top. There's no reason why these two should have been on this show. Like, Dana seems great. 
And yeah. I really like Danica. They seem to be, you know, the level that we need on Vanderpump Rules. But what have Max or Brett done to deserve to be on this show? Well, this is this is the this is the this is the tricky situation Vanderpump Rules has put itself in because the show started and it was based around friends that were actually real friends. Like they they happened to to randomly meet a group of people that were actually in each other's lives and and they met them at a year when they were young enough and stupid enough and drank enough where they created really amazing television. The problem with that is as we get older, I've worked bar jobs before. In no way did I expect to know the people I worked at at those bar jobs 10 years later, you know? And they are forced to stay in touch with each other. In certain ways, it's very, um, you know, it does work. But in certain ways, you know, you can tell Stassi and Sandoval don't want to be in each other's lives. And then, you know, it, it doesn't work anymore. So they're trying to bring new people in, but it's not, it's not authentic. It, it's not right. natural. So you, as a viewing audience, we've gotten so smart. So you feel that immediately, you feel that it's staged to a degree. You feel that it's, you know, you just feel that there's something false about it. And that's why we're so, I think that's why the fan base is so up in arms. I love it no matter what, just because these guys are my family and no matter what I stand by my family. So I'm, (laughs) you know, I'll watch this until the ship goes down, but I do know what people are saying in terms of the, we're never going to get season two Vanderpump rules again. We're never potentially going to get Jack's cheating again and opening like two seasons ago when, when it was found out he cheated with faith. We're not going to get that kind of entertainment again. So this is what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring new stories in, but it's just not, you know, we say that in, you know, I'm an acting teacher. We say that all the time of like this, you know, you have to look at the motivation of the characters, the realism of any scene, and we just don't get it with these new people yet, you know? Right. And just with the racist tweets, there's no excuse. There's no excuse. It's not I mean, just, just there's no excuse, but like, what about Bravo and Evolution? Shouldn't they be reviewing? Don't they have a company the way that The Bachelor does? They look into people's backgrounds, and not that The Bachelor hasn't made some major mistakes <laughs> yeah, with people. It's like, who have been on. It's like I, I cover The Bachelor on my show, and it seems like they make a lot of mistakes too. But I mean, it makes more sense when you're reviewing like thirty different contestants to yeah. miss something this is two dudes okay all yeah. you have to do is look at the twitter account from 2011 well the thing is and what you know what i think will come out if it comes out at all is i think we will find out that potentially bravo did do background checks i think they potentially did i think there might have been i don't know i'm just speculating i i think there's you know Obviously, the tweets that were uh, found out from Max and Brett, they were searching by keywords. Um, I, I don't know where who ball, who dropped the ball. I, I do believe that they do background checks, so I do not know where the ball was dropped. I don't know how these still managed to get out there. I don't know if somebody forgot to delete a certain year. I don't know. But there is something more working here than I, I don't believe Evolution and Bravo – are just willy nilly, just like ah, oh, yeah, cool. Let's just, <laughs> I know. You know. Hopefully, hopefully these people never killed somebody. You know, like <laughs> I don't think because this is this makes money for them. So I right. don't, I don't know where the ball was dropped, but I I have a feeling that they're scrambling now, and I I I would. I would be willing to bet that by the end of this season, we will not be seeing as much of them as 
maybe planned, but that's just that's just a guess. I I think so too. In some other housewives news, did you hear about Nini's situation that came out today? Well, you you wait, which one about the the Greg about or Greg. about the, the retiring? I did see. I did. You mean about the the other baby? Yeah. So apparently, according to Wendy Williams, she was saying that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I love you. Got to really like put an, an asterisk if you have to go. According to Wendy Williams, like I mean, that's <laughs> but isn't that one of her really good friends? Supposedly, I they are best friends. That's supposedly they both say they they claim each other as best friends. She was saying that Nini is probably going to quit the Real Housewives, and yeah. she's dealing with a secret that would make anybody cry, and we're all going to feel so bad for her when we find <laughs> out what it is. It's like, all right, great, Wendy, and then Nini kind of subtweeted her. And was like, private conversation should be left in private. What are what are girlfriends for if you can't vent to them on those types of days? I'm like, okay, she clearly wanted Wendy to put it out there. And well, then I mean, do you, I mean, well, okay, I went back and forth on this. Do you think she wanted to put it out there, or do you think that Nini, you know, like how? I mean, I don't. I mean, gr- girls will tell each other like, oh, you know, don't get with that guy. He's so bad, and she's like, you know, like, oh, I'm definitely not like that. That guy's horrible. And then they end up going back to the guy anyways. I feel like sometimes people just say things because in the heat of the moment, they want to complain. They want to, they want to, they want to complain about a situation, but I didn't, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know I, what I you're like- saying. I just, Nini, I would think she was smart enough. And Wendy working in media for so long would know not to go public with a friend who's famous about their business without them being okay with it. But what is that? Okay, so say that was staged, that was a planted uh, tweet and all that stuff. What does Nini get out of this except for more confusion and potentially us like going, damn, like you and Greg, you, you guys are a mess still. Like what, what do we, what does she get out of that in the long run of us knowing all of that? Sympathy. Yeah, I mean that is true too because That's what she, wants. she hasn't had a, she hasn't had a great season. Yeah, everyone's annoyed with her and it's like if you only knew what Greg did to her and she was so angry because he cheated on her and got someone pregnant and then she was so good because she stayed with him while he had cancer. It's like she didn't have to stay with him. <laughs> well, <laughs> you could make the mistress take care of him. <laughs> But it's, I mean, that is That's true. an option. I mean, God, ima- imagine Greg's mistress when she found out, like, she was, like, praying for Nini to stay with him. She's like, I do not want to take care of him. Um, <laughs> but but isn't it fascinating, too, though, is that, like, when we started watching Housewives, um, social media was not as prevalent as it is in today's society. So right. now there's – we're watching two shows at all times, the actual show – and then the behind the scenes show that plays out on social media. And that's what I think is fascinating because it's it's like it's like a news cycle. It's 24-7. There's always information coming in and it's up to us, the viewer, to piece it together. You're like, oh, I got this from Twitter and I got this from Instagram and I got the actual show. And then we put it all together like detectives. But it wasn't like that 10 years ago. So it's it's a whole new way to watch the show by including social media into it. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. 
Yeah, but it's exhausting for us, though, you know, as fans. <laughs> it's exhausting because you're like, we were talking about Instagram before we started. Like, it's uh, to learn a new social media and to learn, like, where how you use it and all this stuff, but then to use it as another, a second screen or a third screen on your favorite show, it can become quite a lot where I wish sometimes Vanderpump Rules would just edit in all of their Instagram stuff and Twitter stuff, and that way I don't have to search it out myself. Right. And sometimes it's helpful just to like read blogs and all those radar online and be like, oh, maybe that's why they're not friends. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. let them piece together the social media. <laughs> I know, but it's and it's it's scary too because I just I wish I don't know I wish there were laws where you're like radar online had to print the truth like this better be a hundred percent true because I want to believe it a hundred percent. You know? Yeah, like libel laws. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, 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 okay, Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> this is the best reality show that's ever been. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of exhausting, I feel slightly guilty saying this, but I am exhausted by Megan King Edmonds. I know. I mean, it is. Oh. But I was exhausted from her when she was on the show. I was exhausted by her. I. I wasn't. I, I kind of enjoyed her. I appreciated how agitated the other housewives were by how young and pretty she was, you know, and fertile. <laughs> I mean, by the way, I love that one of her plot lines was striving fertility. It was that was the big, big that and candles. It was just if if your husband got a vasectomy, he probably doesn't want any more children. Like, why are you forcing that? Wait, Maybe... wait, 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 wait. Don't even say probably. I'm going to go out on the limb and say he, he doesn't He took pretty serious surgical children. measures. If, if you're taking, if you're doing something that involves your private area and you it, you go under some kind of knife, I mean, there's no way he's like, this is just in case. Like, he doesn't want kids. And we saw it. We but saw it on that show. he did save sperm and you have to pay monthly to keep it in a freezer. I wonder how much you have to pay. I don't know. Because people that freeze their eggs have to pay to keep it. Oh, my God. For real? Yeah. That stuff adds up. That, I, I just had Sheena's best friend on the podcast this week, and she was talking about going with Sheena to her fertility appointment. Like, mm -hmm. every fertility appointment, she went with Sheena, and they retrieved, like, 19 eggs or something. And they she went so much that Sheena... Sheena, Sheena gave Janet one of her eggs. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Which I want to do a reality show museum one day. And, like, I would love to get that egg for my museum. Like, that would be oh incredible. Sheena. Well, so back to Megan King Edmonds, though. What she she apparently has a podcast because, you know, everyone has yeah, a podcast has these a podcast. days. And she said that her and Jim brought another woman, a supposed friend of hers, into the bedroom together while married. Jim claims that it was Megan's idea. Megan claims she was doing it to make Jim happy. And now that they're <laughs> separated, he went on vacation with this other woman. It's just, I, I did not listen to the podcast but I have no. heard her on Instagram and on another podcast. And I think she is losing it. And I'm worried. Well, losing it. And what do you mean? Like, I, losing I think it she has an Adderall addiction. 
Oh, for real? Like, like you just think she's so manic and her like word sentences, how they string together, is not how she used to speak. Oh, that's interesting. And so it sounds like either she's like manic or taking like some sort of upper and she speaks so quickly and she's erratic with what she shares publicly now um, in a way that I think she used to try and keep it together. You know, she's just not acting like how she used to act. Okay, but there is a there is I mean, if any of us went through that situation even if she is a part of it, she has all those. She has what? What does she have? Like three kids now, right? Yeah, or under like under three. Yeah, she she has three kids. She's trying. Like there is, you know, I've I've gone I've gone through a divorce, and it really is horrible. And you do feel like your world is falling apart to a degree. And mm-hmm. I do I do, and I don't have any kids, so I can't imagine throwing kids onto that. And also at the same time, being somewhat thirsty for some kind of career, whether it be a influencer or what. I mean. It would really be a very scary place to be, and I'm not even a Megan King Edmonds fan at all. Oh no, I, so I, I feel, feel bad. That's why I'm I'm worried about her well being and that she's sacrificing her well being to make some money because she wants to provide for her kids. Should we do a wellness check on Megan King? I really it's rare that I feel like that I feel like someone goes like way over. You know, yeah. like every once in a while, there's yeah. someone on below deck that I'm like, ooh, like <laughs> they like that. This is not OK. Wait, like, did you watch? Did you watch below deck this week? I did not. Not this oh week. Oh, my God. There's this there's a scene where where the captain comes and he's like he, they're making a bunch of noise and he has to come up because he's key, like, you know, I'm hearing a lot of rustling out there. And he's like, t- he's like shirtless. And it's just like a really funny. I don't know. He <laughs> Love just Captain Lee. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm but a little was, worried well, about about Megan King Edmonds and it's not making her look very good in the court of public opinion or potentially the court because yeah, but it's not like we love him. It's not like we're on his side either. I think he's being more disciplined about what he shares in a way that is going to benefit him when it comes to custody. That's interesting. Well, I mean that that is interesting. So you th- you so you think he wants the kids? Is that the is that they're going to fight for custody? And I bet he wants I bet that will happen. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I'm more curious about this. Like the whole threesome thing was like, I didn't get. I mean, I I got that he was like a ladies' man supposedly, or or there was a lot of rumors about <laughs> you know like, a lot of there was a lot. Of, I don't know. There was a lot. There were I remember rumors on this show. Wasn't there a a gay rumor too about him? I mean, just I watching well, allegedly, him, I think a lot of people yeah. get that feeling, but okay. you know, but whatever. I, I, mean, I just, I didn't, I never pictured Megan King Edmonds as a somebody that was like offering threesomes and stuff. Like it just didn't, it didn't even occur to me. Like, I guess I just didn't even want to think about their sex life at all. So like when I now have to read about it, I'm immediately, it just turns my stomach a little bit and I don't know why. Yeah. No, I do know. I do know why I don't like her. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. What <laughs> that's do you? Th- <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Lala and Randall's podcast? Well, I mean, we do podcasts, and I gotta say, it's the best podcast I've ever heard in my life. Right? No, I thought God, it was. No. <laughs> I thought it was no. really good, though, especially for no, first okay. episode. For a first, for a first episode, it was it was great, and I okay so. 
being non-jokey about it, it gave it gave you it did give you a glimpse into their relationship. You you got it really quickly what what the relationship is like. You got Stassi on there. I think you got some good dirt about the show. I love the part that they said. Uh, you know, what do you think of the season so far? And they were like, well, I was happy about the show, but now seeing the episodes, I'm not so sure. I thought that was interesting. I thought the stuff about Stassi's wedding was good dirt. And it, it the 47 minutes flew by, um, but I did find it funny that Lala, like, within five minutes was like, this is the best podcast ever. Like, she was, it just, I don't know, it was good. I don't know if I'll listen every week, but I, I didn't hate it. Right. It depends what guests they would get on. Is, well, Jax, Jax is next week. Oh, I'll I'll always listen to Jax. He I'll is hate listen to that. I will hate listen to that. Fascinating yeah. to me. His brain is just it. It goes in circles and makes connections I never knew were possible. They'll study his brain when he's passed away, like Aaron Hernandez's brain. Like it'll be, <laughs> they'll be like, "How has a reality star gotten CTE?" You know. Oh my gosh! So this is my only thought that I might take away on Lala's podcast, and then we'll get into this week's Vanderpump. I felt like she was kissing the ring of Stassi so hard, her and Randall. And what was so crazy is I feel like she went to Stassi about this idea to get Stassi's permission before entering the podcast industry because Sheena got so much hate from Stassi for starting her own podcast. And in fact, so much so that I think a lot of like Stassi's fans went and gave Sheena's podcast a bad review because if you look at shenanigans, it's like sitting at like a 2.0 review out of like five stars. Right. And I mean, I don't think it's amazing because she says like and um and you know all the time that it drives me slightly crazy. But I think she's a nice girl. She's got a platform. She's got interesting people to bring on the show, including people from other reality shows. And she puts more work into it than Stassi does. And I say that as someone who's named their dog Stassi. Wait, what? <laughs> My dog's name is Stassi. Uh, wait, wait, please, please say you had your dog for 15 years and it just it happened to be a, a, a random. Oh, no, you, I you, got her last oh. summer. Yeah. <laughs> She's more of a season one slash two stuff. Okay. See, that that is different. So, wait. Uh, that's amazing. Did you – so you are an old school Stassi stan. You love – Yes. And you love her podcast. You used to love her podcast. No, I mean, I listen. I like her. I think she's entertaining. My dog embodies her. Um, I would not have given that name if it didn't fit so well. (laughs) Has your dog ever said, you selfish, egotistical piece of... With Um, her eyes. (laughs) Yeah, with her eyes. You you know I deserve those treats. Um, No, it's... I was telling who was it. I think it was Aaron Martin. And one of the podcasts we were talking, I was like, I was like, when did you know she was a Stasi? And I said, maybe day two when I put a raincoat on her. She was so little when I got her that when it would rain, she would like look like a drowned rat. So I put a little <laughs> so that like Stassi. I put her on a, a raincoat on her and she hated it so much. And she tried to get it off. And when she couldn't, she went on the carpet, stared me straight in the eye, and peed. And said, I am the devil. I am the devil, me. and don't you ever forget it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, we... and she's also a little white bitch. 
and basic but, AF. So like, she, and she loves she loves ranch dress. She's a, the only dog that loves ranch dress. <laughs> it's a vehicle. Um, Pizza is a vehicle for ranch. No, uh, she's just um, knows she's very cute and expects everyone to greet her on the street. Every stranger, every person we pass, person collecting the garbage, a person on their way to work, someone on, you know, a little scoot motor scooter. She expects yeah. at least a nod. That's a good, that's, no, I love, I love dogs like that that want the attention. That she want wants it. Life. She's such a little ham. Because some dogs aren't like that. They don't want to be noticed. Yeah, no, she, she wants to be noticed in such a profound way. <laughs> That it just it fits, you know. Well, you know, you what you said though is so dead on about kissing the ring, though. Yeah. Is because if you when you listen, you like you really got the sense that Randall was enamored. Like once they went to the show, I bet that's when Randall was like, "We should do a podcast," because he kept talking on the podcast about how much how shocked he was that she sold out this huge venue. He thought he was going to a a podcast taping with 50 people. And then he was like, holy crap, this is like a rock concert. And I feel like that was the moment they, because this was just like a month ago in LA. I feel like that's when they decided let's do a podcast. But they probably did have to ask Stassi. They had her be the first guest. And it is, to me, this is the only weird part for me is that like the crap they gave Lala, you know, years ago, and to see them now kiss each other's asses so hard is a little disconcerting for me because I don't know, like they straight up bullied Lala. And I, I don't know, like it's like DJ James Kennedy's on the outside of all of this. And who knows? I think this season they all become friends again. But it, it I don't know. I'm not in love with how everything is just forgotten and everybody's friends with Lala now when like they brutalized her for two seasons. And Lala fought back, but it's like, how did this all happen? And now they're all best friends. But I do feel Stassi loves the fact that she's, that Randall's rich and powerful. Is he that rich? No, he is not. But yeah. I love the fact that she thinks he is. <laughs> well, you even notice on the on the podcast, you guys, he, he, uh, she goes, thank you so much for your doctor, Randall. I had a cold and he met me at the airport. And like Randall's like sending over rich guy things. Like right. he does the PJs. He he does. He knows that the outside appearance needs to appear rich. Right. And he's doing that. So I feel like Stassi's like, whoa, he had a doctor meet me at the airport. Like, I mean, he had a doctor come meet me. I didn't have to go to the doctor. It's it's so funny. And then to see Lala sitting by Meryl Streep at the SAG Awards. It's this is what impresses everyone about Randall is his proximity to a-list celebrities and they love that these are people who are fame hungry and he is legitimate in their eyes oh i mean a hundred percent but it just shows you that i don't know like for me i kind of laugh at it because it's just like oh that's so silly but like there was a page six item where it said lala was sitting next to meryl streep and i will bet you anything randall either paid for that article or he like he he does he promised favors on other dirt to get because there's no like that's such a weird page six item like I didn't know we were there yet with Lala where anybody would even a gossip brag would care that Lala was sitting next to Meryl Streep. Interesting. So you're saying it would have been more of a radar online inquisitor type thing versus yes. I feel I feel page right. six is like a next up. You know, it's a next up echelon. It where is. 
And it's and very could, New York focused. And you could tell how proud Lala was of being next to Meryl Streep. So I think Randall did like there's just all of a sudden a big leaning in with Lala and Randall where Randall wanted to be hidden before, but now they're fully leaning in. So I have a feeling whatever whoever Lala's publicist is, is Randall hired for her. That's why you'll see her everywhere. She was on TMZ Live the other day with Randall promoting the podcast. Her podcast already has like 400 reviews where poor DJ James Kennedy has a podcast called It's Not About the the Pasta or something. Wait, he and does? Only, yes, but How do I not know this? Well, it, it only has like 90 or it has like 200 reviews. And it's like, but the thing is, it's because he mainly talks to DJs and stuff. Oh. And I don't think, you know, it's very sporadic. And but like, But like he did that podcast starting like a year and a half ago. And already Lala has like trounced him. I just have a feeling that, you know, her publicist is working overtime. This isn't just like by happenstance that Lala is getting articles placed in publications. Interesting. I like your theories. Yeah, just a guess. (laughs) Let's get into this week's episode. So one thing that Danny Pellegrino pointed out that I was wondering if I was the only one who noticed was that Max and Brett didn't have their confessionals this week. Correct. And I wonder if they're going to actually not be edited out, but they're not. What do you think? They will not edit them. Like I 100% they will not be edited out. But I do believe there will be very slim to none. There will be a couple more talking heads, but I believe I believe they are re-editing um, them out of some major plot lines. I think they're scrambling right now. I would be very surprised if we see them at the reunion, or or in or if they are, it'll be friends of for like the third episode of the three-part reunion. I just have a feeling they're having to completely changed course now and that's you know that's all speculation but i don't know i don't know how you don't change course with some of this you know yeah because because these tweets aren't a part of the season so but it's affecting how we view the season and they're smart enough to to realize that pretty much immediately i think yeah you know who's not smart enough to realize it is Sheena, <laughs> who seemingly was like defending them almost. I know on Watch What Happens Live, yeah. If she yeah. was like equivocating, and she wasn't making a whole lot of sense. She's like, "They're my friends." It's like, well, well your I mean, friends are racist. This is the this is the thing that I'm I'm not confused about, but I was talking with um, Sheena's friend on my podcast on Tuesday, and this came up, and I didn't expect it to really come up, and you know she said it's horrible they feel horrible this is not good it's not good but then she was kind of like well they are good people though i know them they are good people and i was like well yeah they they could be good people and i've met max a couple times and he's always been very nice to me i don't know him at all but but at the same time i knew at a very young age not to ever say anything like that not to tweet it not to like you know and i but also i just i wasn't uh, you know i just knew I innately knew that that was wrong. So the fact that he took glee in saying it, I believe one of the tweets was, yeah, I'll say it all I want, da, 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 da. I feel that shows a lack, no matter what age, shows such a poor decision that I don't know if then they deserve to gain any kind of celebrity from this. Right. You know, I feel like yeah. then you get you get that taken away. And like, he could be a good person and I hope he is sorry and I hope he works because I bet, I bet he is sorry. I bet he is sorry. I bet he is 
But at the same time, then my question is, and maybe even to you is like us, and I know this is too deep, but us as a society, like when do we forgive somebody? When is it all right to forgive somebody? When is it, when, when is it all right to believe somebody? How do we forgive when it involves celebrity? What, what, what then does that mean? I guess right. I'm, I'm struggling with this right now and I hate that it's about Vanderbilt rules. <laughs> Because it no, it's like it holds a light up to what we're going on, like in, in our society, society right I mean, now. I think in order to accept to forgive, you have to be sorry, and you have to make it clear, and you have to try and right a wrong. So you can't undo what you did, but you can certainly become more educated about the history of the N word and how it was used, and what happened to, you know what is still currently happening to people of color in this country you know go, systemic racism it, it didn't just end overnight or when obama was elected to, like let yourself be surrounded by people who are impacted by that word and let them tell you how they feel and just take it in just listen for once i feel like when people make mistakes, they, all they want to do is explain themselves and they never just stop and listen to how their mistakes hurt people. I love that. I mean, I, I feel like we also live in a society, unfortunately, that nobody is willing to take blame for anything anymore. Like nobody's willing to say, I am flat out wrong. There is no, I mean, you know, they'll say that in like press releases, but most people will be like, well, yeah, I'm wrong, but here's why I'm wrong. And here's why, and it, you know, this is what really, you know, it's not me after all, he, you know, I'm wrong, but I'm only, I'm only wrong. And all these other people play a part in it where like nobody flat out takes responsibility anymore because they don't want to face the consequences, you know? So we live in this weird vacuum of everybody never accepting any kind of responsibility or blame. So we never, we never grow from it. You and know, I, I think Americans are some of the most forgiving people yeah. ever, both as individuals and as a society. I mean, look at how many comebacks people get. Look at people. I love, like, I love, I love comebacks. I love weight yes. loss shows. I love, I love seeing victories. I love it. Like, like look at like Robert Downey Jr. You oh know, the God. kind of he, stories that were written about him and now how he's revered in Hollywood and he's put his life together. We are rooting for him. Well, even look at somebody in the reality show, uh, the situation from Jersey yep. Shore. You know, like he seems like he did turn his life around to some degree. And it makes me it always makes me happy because I believe it like there there's you know, you can see I feel like us as viewers and us as you know, like you can usually tell when a person really means something, you know, and I think the unfortunate thing with Max and Brett is that this isn't a plot line in the show. So there's no real way for us to see that they're sorry. Like we don't. I don't believe somebody's Twitter feed. Like, I I mean, I show you what I want to show you on my social media. I don't show you, like, you don't, like, I mean, you know me to a degree, but, like, you know, you can't really get somebody's entire life or soul by one apology message. And I think, for me, if someone's apologizing because they're worried about what's going to be taken away from them, like a show and money and fame... Like with Leanne Lotkin, you know, oh, yeah. I feel like she wasn't saying sorry and she wasn't thinking about the impact of her types of attitude. And, you know, we all are racist. 
We all are yep. as Amer- as yeah. as white Americans. It's in it's it's we've been raised to be. We've our society is, and we're complicit in it. And so, it helps to try and think of the ways in which we are trying to you know undo that and unlearn what we've been taught. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. You and know, it, it's and hard. she just well, doesn't it's, care. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I say that you know, I I said this I think on my first podcast. It is like nobody. Nobody is looking for my opinion. Like no, like I am a white cis male that like don't, nobody. We've heard me. We've heard my type so much. Like the only reason I'm doing my podcast is because I really want to do my podcast. Like it helps. Like <laughs> yeah. we talked about this before. There's something about it that really is healing and calming, and it really keeps me sane. And and if I can make somebody else laugh, great. But like I'm not saying ever my my opinion is the opinion like i think if you ever listen to my podcast you'll see it's somebody struggling with what is the right thing what is you know i want to hear other sides but like i don't want the responsibility of like you know i i hate even seeing those people of like well white america needs to be protected and i'm like why why like what, <laughs> when is it not what, been what, protected what, i mean we've had we you know i talked to somebody that's saying like well you know that stupid argument about like well you know you know why do why does everybody need what they said like i'm tired of like casting where it's like has to be white and then asian and then african america and i'm like why like that's don't you want people to see themselves see themselves represented on tv well i know but why can't it all i mean that's not i'm i'm around all white people and i'm like you shouldn't be like we've had that tv for since tv existed like that's how it's been we've always had all white everything for the majority of entertainment in this country why why are we so scared to like let other people in you know and learn and and watch their lives and see what their lives are like i mean part of why i watch these shows is just i'm probably never gonna live in california you know i want to know what it's like to be able to wear shorts whenever you want to (laughs) like to know why all these people care so much about being famous what happened in their childhood that, like yeah, is I mean, making are, them like why are you like this why, why are you like this why and you know what i want to know why charlie is the way she is charlie another new oh, cast pasta, member pasta girl, who right, yeah. is afraid of eating pasta and has never eaten pasta because she's so afraid of being fat that <laughs> she doesn't like what happened? How did that yeah. happen? You know, I mean, I I loved and hated that because I, I loved it because it's such a great sound bite. And I'm like, and everybody complaining and like coming down on her heart. I'm like, you shut your mouth. You want her to feel as comfortable to say as many dumb things as she can. Like, do not get her to stop saying her opinions. Like, let, I mean, I want to hear more. I want to hear if she believes aliens exist. I want to hear what she thinks about. Like, I mean, the girl obviously has some interesting ways of thinking. So I hope that's encouraged for the rest of the season. But like, I, I mean, that makes me curious of like, how does somebody get like that? I want to know. I like, that makes that's a good character. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike her. I know. But so, did you see Jax? Did you see Jax today and Lala? They like posted on Instagram where Jax was like, well, of course, Jax tagged macaroni, Kraft, Kraft macaroni and cheese. It was like, how have you never had pasta? I don't believe it. And then he tagged Kraft macaroni and cheese. My God, and then Lala, Jax. and then he goes, he goes, I think you're a, a, a an effing liar. And then Lala, Lala said something derogatory too. And I'm like, dude, why are you like, can't you just let her dumb opinion be made fun of by us? Why do you have to hop in 
it's so bullying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, that's, like, (laughs) why don't put that on the show? That's, like, the second show. I know. And she hasn't had any racist tweets, so we don't need to jump down her. We can just let her be. By the way, yeah, wouldn't you much rather somebody not believe pasta exists than, like, or, like, not think that they've never had pasta as opposed to somebody that, like, hates a certain race of people? Like, it's much better and much funnier when somebody believes that, you know, that pasta makes you gain weight. Like, that's hysterical. (laughs) And I think everyone was Dana when she looked at her. I also love that Dana doesn't wear a bra. I think that that is amazing. But do Uh, other ladies do that? Like, I mean, are you ladies always sizing up other ladies if they're wearing bras? um, I, yeah, because I I live on the East Coast and everyone dresses very formally at work. And so being somewhere where someone's not wearing a bra, like that doesn't happen in Washington, D.C. So maybe if I go up to New York sometimes, but it's winter, so that probably wouldn't happen right now. And it's very unusual for me. So, like, I might notice it and be like, wow, but I'm not judging. It's like, great, that's great. I love that for you. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, I just, you know, it's so funny, though. I The first couple episodes, I didn't even, like, was I supposed to notice? Like, Oh, I didn't notice like, on TV. I would probably mm-hmm. notice if someone was, like, a server yeah, in, your, in, in a your restaurant. Face. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know this on TV. And I I think I just didn't know if I missed something the first two episodes where I needed to go back and go, oh, yep, Dana, that's pretty crazy. No, I didn't. And like, you think Lala always wears a bra? Please. No, like, Lala literally, like, there was one episode I was watching, like, from a couple seasons ago. It looked like the skirt went down to her belly button and she was just naked from the waist down. Like, it's crazy. (laughs) It's like, why is there so much judgment? Now, my favorite part of the episode had absolutely nothing to do with Stassi and Sandoval, but it was when Sheena crashed Guy's Night, confront, <laughs> confronted Max about calling her boy crazy, and then listed all the receipts of his texts. Um, his texts were so over the top. One of He was like, I think I'm obsessed with you already. I hit the jackpot. It's so hard to find a good cuddler. And then he goes, one thing I promise you. I won't hurt you. I respect you a lot. Now, that is a red flag. I don't know how she didn't see it. If you're a girl and get that text, like, do girls believe stuff? I mean, obviously, girls believe that stuff when guys tell them, like, I respect, like, what? I don't know what all girls believe, but if you have to tell me it, then it (laughs) makes me think you probably don't believe it because... Show me, don't tell me. Show me, me. yeah. Like, if I'm not going to be like... Maybe I don't know if it's a thing in the LA dating scene where at this age where like people are so disrespectful of women that if a guy is like, "Hey, I respect you," you're like, "Wow, he's here! I've met him." The what one, like, charming. Yeah. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. But if you have to say it, like that to me is a red yeah. flag. Like, what guy who actually respects me feels like he has to point out that he respects me? Yeah, I mean, by the way, like, by the way, like, a guy goes, I hope you've noticed I've been respecting you all evening. But, I mean, like, what, what guy does that? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. So I, but I did love that she called him out on that. I loved that she, I mean, everybody was like, that's crazy that she showed up to the, like, first off, it's a show. Like, I love that she showed up to the the thing. But I, 
I mean, it showed to me what I feel like most guys do is that like I, I, I have mainly girlfriends or friends that are girls and like they tell me all the time how guys like pull that kind of stuff and then they ghost them. And, you know, I feel like that's a common occurrence. So girls are very expecting to be ghosted all the time, too, which I found fascinating. Like, I didn't even know that before. I like guys, will, guys and girls will just like just just stop talking to them out of nowhere and disappear and block their number. Like Max seems like that kind of guy. Yeah, he's and then he agreed. He was like, "You're right. I've been bad. I haven't treated by the way, women he did with the, respect." By the way, he did the same thing with the tweets. Yeah, right. You it's know, like, he seems like he's. Your actions matter more than your words. So the interesting thing with him, though, is that he said him and Dana aren't dating. But if you're going out to dinner and sleeping together, what else do you call it? This yeah, I mean, is—I'm showing that, my age. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I—you know—I—I—I'm, you know, I'm older as well. I mean, I don't—I don't know how old you are, but like, I don't know how these dating things work, really. And I'm not like a serial dater at all. Like, I never have been. But like, I don't know. Also, the accepting of a watch is—and uh, I heard it wasn't just. I, I got on my podcast, I was told that it was the top of the line. It was a $1,200 <gasps> Apple Watch. Not oh even the God. $600 watch. It was the bells and whistles Apple Watch. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I, I love Sheena. I think she's one of those people who's just a hopeless romantic. And I, I really do, like, admire that, that she hasn't gotten jaded, supposedly, like, from her divorce that she still thinks that there are guys out there that are good and she's looking for them and, you know, she wants to treat guys well and she wants to show love through giving gifts. Like, that's great. But I really hope that she finds someone that is deserving of those gifts and also does wonderful things for her. I mean, I was I was shocked that she liked Matt. I mean, I, I was shocked in the first episode. My biggest surprise was that they were both fighting over this guy. I just thought he was like a funny guy, but I didn't think he was like, I didn't think, I mean, I don't, I don't know what, I guess, I think Brad Pitt's hot as a guy, but I don't think Max is. I know. I don't think so either. He's kind of, I don't know. Something. Yeah, that, I just feel like he's like basic, you know? He seems like shifty. Like I can't. I don't, he doesn't seem trustworthy. And that's a weird thing to say about someone just by looking at them. But he just, his, I don't feel like he's trustworthy just by watching him on my TV screen. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, like, the base, the big thing that really happens in this episode is Stasi has her book tour, and it's the final kind of party for her book tour. She's doing it at TomTom. She got permission from Lisa. Schwartz did a walkthrough with her. And then the night before, Sandoval is out partying with James Kennedy, and he ends up rage texting Stasi at 2 a.m., which is like, he's like, so I found out today about your book party at TomTom with no word from you. Truth, we have no bartenders. I'm not bartending and neither is Schwartz. So I don't know what is actually going to happen. And don't put this on me because I will literally kick you the fuck out of TomTom and all of your wristbands. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I present Tequila yeah. Tom. <laughs> Like, yeah. who are these people that do this? I That's don't know amazing. Tequila ever, Tom, I love that. I've never sent, like, a, that kind of a message to anyone. <laughs> like, 
for her. It's shocking. I mean, come on. Like, we're in our 30s now. We don't do things like this. This is not how you treat people. I used to run... Well, and I love, I really do love Sandoval, so I was very disappointed. In, yeah, in that he, I mean, he's because, my fave. Yeah, because I cha- I really championed him. I think that he's such a great guy. And, like, I mean, I, I know that sounds silly, but I do have, like, kind of a guy crush on him or whatever it's called. I think he's like, but that really did disappoint me because it seems like the antithesis of, but I will say in his defense, I know he takes that bar extremely seriously and he is very proud of that. But I also see that he does not a chip on his shoulder, but I can tell that he does want a little respect. And he's had eight seasons of Stassi. And you have to remember, like, he was around Stassi and Jax. He was around Stassi. Like, he saw Stassi do some, like, really awful things. Like, they've been in the trenches together. And I just feel like they don't like each other. So this yeah. really ex- it, this really exploded. But he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to say it. And he was drunk when he, he wrote it. You can, you know, you can you tell. Can tell. It was a dumb move at two in the morning, you know? Yeah. Sandoval is the one person on the show that, like, I met in college. I feel like we'd be really good friends because he's such a weirdo. He's, like, obsessed with what he wears. I find that so interesting as someone who's not as into fashion. Um, he, But I do love a good theme party, and he does, too. But, he play, loves you- his trumpet. <laughs> like, I feel like he has all these interesting you know, hobbies, and he takes his hobbies so seriously. He takes everything seriously, and I like that. I feel like well, we get I mean, along. Uh, I, I, but how do you? I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about like passion. Like, I really love to see when people are really passionate about things, and he seems to be passionate about everything. And he put like, what's shocking to me is that like, where does he find the time? Like, God, he's into clothing. He's into he loves to do lightsabers and dress up for Halloween. He loves to create cocktails. Like, I feel like. He really puts his effort into everything, and I really admire people like that. Um, but you know, you know, they can they can fail, and this was like obviously a failure. What I hate though is that it, you saw the preview for next week, yeah. and he gets into another fight about it, and that's I hate that it's like oh, two bad episodes for Tom in a row. You know, I know, but he's deserving of a negative episode. Like we want to see all of these people and they're not perfect and i think he would admit to that but we i haven't seen him be not perfect except for a couple times where he was like shitty to ariana but what i was more disappointed in with him was not him and stassi because like they clearly he she gets under his skin but how he was so condescending to schwartz that bugged me because it's like okay yes schwartz you should know how to work the computer at your own bar. At the same time, why is this coming up now when there's an event? Like, shouldn't this have been something that was dealt with a year ago? Yeah. You know, why? Yeah. Like, don't make, it, well, don't see, make Schwartz this, see, feel they, shitty. But this is the thing, too, that, like, I don't know, like, where production goes into this. Like, it, you know, how, like, I, I don't know how production works enough to, like, it does make me curious of, like, how did this get missed? Like, did, like, do they keep people from talking to people until the last minute? It just seems like, it just seems like this would have been more planned out in advance. Right. No, I get it, but um, you know, it's just Schwartz also called Ariana and Tom a echo chamber of negativity. Negativity, yeah, that's a great wow. line. Wow, it was a really good line. That was like bootleg Kardashian. Every year, <laughs> he's got like one really good line. <laughs> 
I, I, I love also love when, when I, I love when uh, Sandoval like Schwartz was like, "Come on, dude! I would hop out. I would, you know." He's like, "Don't be," uh, so I'm like, "Don't belittle me." And and you know, Sandoval is like talking to his son. He's proud of. He's like, "Schwartz, I know you're all good. You're all good, Schwartz. No, you're very capable. I'm so you know, like it's like talking you know to a, a child, and, and then he's like, "I'm just gonna walk away. I'm just gonna walk away." It's it's really funny how he kind of takes care of Schwartz, but lets Schwartz feel like he lets Schwartz feel feel like he's doing something, you know, like you're, you're yeah. really like, you know, like, I feel like it's cute. Like, I feel like Sandoval does a lot of the heavy lifting and Schwartz, he just like, yeah, you're doing great. I know. I just, I don't, I really do like Tom Sandoval and Ariana and I love what they bring to the show and how down to earth they are. I like the subjects that they talk about, but part of me does wonder if Katie's right that Sandoval has jealousy. And I know that's his trigger, but hear me out. And I don't know (laughs) if any of this is correct. But on the show, in his confessionals, he's talked a lot about wanting to marry Ariana and have kids. And it's clear that that is not going to happen. She's never wanted to get married and never wanted to have kids. And no judgment on that. But... I feel like he's repressing part of what he wants in life to be and sacrifice it to be with the person he loves the most in life and wants to partner with in life. And while he's repressing this, he's watching some of his friends who may even be like, quote unquote, less deserving of getting married. And, you know, like Jax, who's not been a very good partner. And Jax is, you know, getting all the things that Sandoval kind of wants. He's getting the wife and the kids and, you know, that kind of a thing. And I wonder if part of him is frustrated that now there's all this attention on the friends that are getting married because that's part of the plot line of the show. People who get married make a really big deal out of it, you know, and with when kids are coming and all the women seem to have taken a pact of when they're going to get pregnant as if they even understand how hard it is to do. <laughs> um, it's just, I think he does have jealousy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%. But like, you, I would too, I got to say. I mean, like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, like you said earlier, like these are, these are real people. This is, like, you know, people are allowed to have bad moments. We can't always be perfect. And, you know, I, I do feel like that's an appropriate reaction in some ways. So, but what Stasi was saying is she was making it seem as if he was jealous of her and her attention. Oh. I don't think it was about that. No. I think no. he's jealous that these people are going, doing things in their personal life that he is, like, not going to do. Yes. And I do, I mean, I'm curious when this was, like, how far along fancy AF cocktails was at this point. Right. You know, I, I do get, I mean, I am curious about that, but like, I do feel like Tom said it in the first episode, you know, this house is my thing. That bar is his thing. Right. Let him have some things too. And you know, I, I don't know. It, 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 I definitely think he is not jealous in the way that like, I don't know. There's like a couple forms of jealousy. There's really negative jealousy. And then there's jealousy where it's like, yeah, I could see where that would suck for somebody, and you could be a little wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you could probably hear Stassi shaking her, shaking her oh, fur in the Stassi. background. <laughs> she heard we were talking like, about her book tour. <laughs> I literally was like, I was like, oh, you're you're playing a, a clip of Stassi right now, and then I was like, oh, your cat. 
I, uh, my dog. Um, no dog, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry, 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 sorry. No, that's okay. She, um, I did see Stassi when she came to D.C. It was her third ever live show. And I have to say, I thought she did a pretty good job. So. Yeah, I was hearing both. I was hearing like two things. Like some people were like, I love it. And some people were like, yeah, it's, it was all right. So it's, 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 but that, I mean, that's how people are with any podcast. I it's like some people love them. Some people I hate them. I think I liked it because the tickets were only like $35. Had I paid a hundred dollars, I would not like you it. Hate it. You know, it is funny. Yeah. Price does really come there's with this kind of stuff. Price really does come into play. You know, people are like, I, you know, if, if, if something's free, I love it immediately. And the more price it gets up, you better put on a really great show. Right. Did you, do you watch Summer House? Of course. Yeah. So I, can't I saw back soon. Hannah Burner last night at the DC Improv. Oh my God. My friend Shira saw her as well, but I didn't get to talk to her today. Was Wait, she good? there was someone named Shira who asked a question. Yeah, that was maybe my friend. Yeah, she I think it was and, and a was... fuck Mary kill with some of the cast members. It was like Jordan, Kyle, oh God, and Carl. Let me, let me ask her. Yeah, that's hysterical. That's so was funny. She, was she good? She was really good. Um, she had two people open for her. The girl I thought was really funny, and then it was Andrew Col- Codlin, Colin, Colin. Um, he was he was all right. He was kind of raunchy, like a little more raunchy for my style. Yeah. She was she was funny. She was best off the cuff. So she did her whole bit, which you know was good, and everyone's laughing and smiling. But when she answered Q and A from the audience, she shines. That's when she comes alive. I think she'd be really good at improv because she's so good at like not thinking and just acting, and she's very funny in that did way. You, do you listen to her podcast? Um, I've listened to it a few times, but I don't listen regularly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I find her. I didn't realize like she was the the Hannah from Twitter that was like you know always getting retweeted and stuff like that. I just didn't even put that together until this past year. Yeah, she's she's pretty good. It was fun. I mean, again, it wasn't that expensive of a show, and I was definitely entertained. So, but again, when the price goes up, I'm like, come on, guys. But I think she's been doing stand up for a while. It's she seemed like kind of a pro. So well before she was on Summer House. Yeah, I wanted to ask her a question, but I didn't feel comfortable enough. (laughs) Like you were like you were nervous, like you were scared. Well, I didn't because it's something I want to know the answer to, but I don't know if I want to ask it in front of everyone. And my question is really she was on Danny Pellegrino's podcast and she outed her castmates for snorting Adderall, specifically Carl. And I wanted to know if they were frustrated with her for that, because I feel like everyone knows each other's drug and alcohol habits on the show, and they just don't talk about it. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like that's that's very that's taboo, sort of but, code. Like, but by, but by the way, that makes so much sense with Carl. That makes so much sense, right? And, well, she said she like he came out of a bathroom and his nose was bleeding, and how she said that sometimes they would make fun of her for staying home and not going out, and she's like, I was the only person not on Adderall. Like, I couldn't stay out until 6 a.m. Oh. every single night. Like, yeah, but I mean, oh, wait, breaking news, breaking news. I just, I had texted Shira that, and she goes, ha I did. I asked her if she still works with Jordan and if he's still lying. Yes, yes! She said, <laughs> she said they don't work together anymore, but he but he's still, still lying. lying. She said yeah. he calls her, yeah, what's up? I just made a million dollars. Yes, that's exactly what she- <laughs> That's so funny. I, lo- I loved it. Then there was a really awkward person who said, I DM'd you 
to interview you up for my senior thesis at Georgetown. And she's like, did I answer? And she's like, no. And she's like, could you see that I've seen it? She's like, no. (laughs) And then she like went on about something like something about Instagram that I don't understand that she like took her out of her main feed because some guy, I don't know. And then she's like, well, do you have a question for me now? (laughs) (laughs) It was so, and then the, one of the other people who was going around with a microphone who opened the show, she kept being like, write that in your thesis. (laughs) Like after every answer, it was, it was good. Um, That's great. Yeah, it's fun. And I'm seeing Danny Pellegrino when he comes here in March. So it's nice that they're coming to D.C. I know we're full of like a bunch of dorks that work in politics, but there are some Bravo fans. No, yeah. I mean, I would I would hope so. Yeah, we need like, it. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like there should be like a um, what are, what are the, the electoral college map? It needs to show where Bravo fans are like mainly located and like, you know. Oh, my gosh. Or I wonder if, like, viewership goes up during impeachment hearings. Like, people just need something else to, to cling to. Oh, my God. Well, that with the, I remember the season premiere of Vanderpump Rules this year. They said the president was breaking in to give an address because I think it was around that Iran, the, 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 the whole thing oh, recently. Yeah. And uh, I was like, they better they better not cut into Bravo to say World War Three just started, you know? Right. And I think the only person to mention it publicly was Ariana and was like, I know this is a really tough time for people. So, like, if you just want to watch an escape like that, we're here for that. And I was like, thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that we just <laughs> took out the military leader of Iran and it could have major ramifications. <laughs> like, I oh feel like God. everyone else's tweets and Instagram was all about the premiere and not yeah. about like what's what's, what's really happening. going on. I know. Sometimes I wonder, like, do they know? Like, do they know what's happening in the world? <laughs> do I want them to know? Just what? Like, my goal, like, one day is to like log into Instagram and see Jacks wearing like a Warren twenty twenty shirt and being like, oh my god. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, let's <laughs> let let's end well, let's with Jersey. I want to hear your thoughts on this week's Jersey. So the ladies Um, are in West Hampton, which is basically so far away. It's almost not the Hamptons. Not the Hamptons. Yeah, that's what I was reading. Like, I was reading that it's not really considered the Hamptons. Like, Montauk isn't even considered the Hamptons. And that's the very, very end of the island. And that's the only place I've spent time. I was at a wedding there a few years ago. But it's you can't get anywhere. Everything is like there's like one main highway and or one big road and everything is like 45 minutes from each other it's exhausting i don't know why anyone wants to hang out there that being said (laughs) um (laughs) the home is really beautiful and everyone finds out that jackie is rich and her family has she's got family money lots of investments jennifer gawks over it she didn't realize jackie had all that money and then tells margaret she's shocked because jackie didn't throw her sons a very nice birthday party. They only served pizza and that it was cheap. She also called her stingy, <laughs> which I feel is thinly veiled anti-Semitism. And uh, then all hell breaks loose when they have dinner and Marge shares Jennifer's opinions with Jackie. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I mean, I, 
Well, I mean, this is, I, I love Jennifer as a character. Oh, me I too. Really, She's great. I really appreciate when somebody really, I guess, leans into their persona and it's very entertaining, but I'm more in, agree- in agreement with how Jackie lives her life. And, you know, she's rich and she doesn't flaunt it and things like that. Um, but I I don't know. The whole thing, I, it, it, it kind of was like a lot of sound and fury signifying nothing. Like, it just didn't – I was just like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, we're now arguing – like, you know, she's throwing her fork down because Melissa insinuated her kids aren't going to be rich one day. You know, like, it, it, it started to get really – I don't know. I – I started to get, I, I was just kind of internally laughing the it, whole it was, episode. But part of me is wondering, like, I think Jennifer's feelings are real. And I think she's behaving kind of how she always would. And so is Jackie. Yes. Part of me thinks Melissa's like, ooh, there's something happening. I need to get in the middle of it and secure my role on this show uh, because I am well, too level-headed for this kind of shit. So you think she you so you think she threw herself in the middle of that not just to, to defend Jackie but a lot of times she keeps quiet maybe when it involves Teresa she doesn't like getting in the middle of it cuz well, there's ramifications she's been, family Well yeah she's been punished many times because of that by Teresa But part of me is like I didn't feel like it was natural for her to yell in in that way like to like, yeah, I'm like, ooh, she's getting like she knows she's being filmed and she wants to stay on this show and be relevant. So she's going to have a fight with Jennifer or because that's an easier fight for her to have. That's really, really interesting. I don't, you know, I think I, well, no, no, because I think I, you know, there's a certain character you kind of have a blind spot for. And like, I kind of have a weird blind spot for Melissa where people i was reading today even like people passionately hating her and i just don't passionately hate her i don't i kind of like her and i think oh, it's because i like, I like jo- well it's because i like joey gorgon so much yeah but um i you know like to me i was like well let her get in there like let her have like i mean sometimes you want it like it's like you want to see how like a, like a sports analogy of like see how deep the bench is you know like let's let's get out these characters that don't really do much and like throw them in like throw them a bone and see how they it can't all be margaret and like you know danielle and it, you know like so it i mean there's something awkward and unfamiliar about it but i don't necessarily hate it oh know? i don't hate it i just wonder i think Melissa is quite intelligent, and I do. But I also I think she is that not a. I think she's a middle of the road in a in a good way. Where I, yeah, I oh, like I love she, it. I, I like. I feel her. like she genuinely does want people to get along. I don't find that fake. Oh, I don't think she's fake. I just think she's learning how to make good TV and is aware the cameras are on her in a way that Jennifer hasn't figured out yet. Yeah. Like, yeah, does I that mean, make I, sense? I, I, it does make sense. It'll be, I mean, what is this, Jennifer's second season? Yeah. And I feel, I don't know, like, usually with Housewives at this time, this is like, I think Rinna's second season, where she really leaned into being Rinna. And then, like, she kind of, to me, almost became a caricature, caricature of herself from season three on. And um, because she was kind of celebrated for the Rinna crazy stuff. And I feel like Jennifer, this is like, not a make or break season, because... I feel like Jennifer will be on this show for years and years to come, but it, it's it'll be interesting to see how far she 
goes in these fights from here on out and how much she leans in and if she goes crazier in her convictions like you know uh spending her wealth and her you know things like that yeah it's like how dorinda finally realized that she was like a shtick and then you know got mugs made of all of her yeah she she was like selling things yeah clip clip i mean i hate when they do that like that's what the Countess Luann is doing that. Jax was doing that with like, I'll block you now. Like, I don't like, like, we should find it funny. I don't want you to find it funny. I don't want you to get the joke. I want us to get the joke. Right. It's just interesting to see them at different phases of taping and how many years they've been on. Marge, you can tell, like, she brought this up, not knowing it would cause a huge fight, but that it would cause some sort of disturbance. And, you know, she did that because she was trying to keep the story moving along. You know, yeah, she's trying to like, I feel like she gets how this works now. It's funny. I heard an interview with her where last season when they threw Marty in the pool and she was like, your husband's in the pool that she didn't even remember that she had said it until she saw it on TV and how, yeah, she realized it was funny. But she's not, like, going around selling things about your husband's in the pool. Like, she's just. Yeah, no. I feel like she hasn't fully leaned in, and I appreciate where she's at in the show. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, do you think, is there anybody that you would get rid of right now? I really like the current cast of Jersey. I really like I it. I feel like, remember when it was, like, falling apart, like, three seasons ago or I something like that? I watch it back then. I, like, Oh, couldn't... yeah, like. Yeah, especially with Wait, Ziggy. Wait, have you gone back? Have you gone back and started from season one yet? No. I've been oh talking about gosh. doing it. I need to, I need to. I need to. You will have oh you the best. Have no I can't idea. wait. See, that's so exciting. I love when people oh my god, that's so exciting because that I was like that with Vanderpump Rules where I started from like season four, maybe oh. I think. And and I and and then I and everybody's like, You have to go back. You, you have, have like, to like and I was like, I already like it. Like, I already like it. And they're like, no, go back and watch it. And I did. And it blew me. Like, I was already in love with it. And then I just fell deeper into love with it. Because I did that with New York. Because I hadn't seen the beginning seasons of New York. And, like, everything fell into place, kind of. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's like seeing like, the oh, Superman's the origin story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I really want to do it with Jersey. I really like the current cast of Jersey. I, like, appreciate it. What I was worried, I was like, is it just me being uber sensitive as a Jewish person? I When they were, especially Dolores was going after Jackie earlier this season, it was like, you're not cut from the same cloth. You're not raised the same way as us. You know, that kind of a thing. And then this thing with saying, like, she's cheap or, you know, doesn't spend like she's stingy that I was like at this point <laughs> like and she's the only Jew on the show I, and she was raised like liberal it's so terrible to like not want to be dumber than your husband uh, which is something Jennifer said this week I just I don't know and I I was like wondering it and then I read Brian Moylan's um he writes for oh my god which which outlet? Oh, Vulture. Uh, uh, Vulture. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I he love, was he's like, so funny. and he was saying, you know, like I, I see this like thinly veiled anti-Semitism. They may not mean it, but it's certainly they're like, you're oh, not like us. Sig- I mean, you've seen Siggy leaning into all the Donald Trump stuff too. Well, Siggy's crazy. I can't watch. That's <laughs> that's the thing. I actually had 
a guy on my podcast from Israel who met Andy Cohen at Gay Pride in Tel Aviv. And he's oh, wow. a journalist, and no one knew who Andy Cohen was there because Neil Patrick Harris was there, and everyone was like going up to him and talking <laughs> to him, and no one knew who Andy Cohen was because no one watches Bravo in Israel. But this guy did watch Bravo, and he ended up hanging out with Andy Cohen. And Andy, like, spilled. He got drunk and just, like, told him everything. And they would both talked about the Jews on Bravo and whether or not they're, like, good for the Jews or bad for the Jews. Oh, wow. Siggy <laughs> was definitely not good for the Jews. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I was like, this is so... I don't even think he realizes, like, how big of a deal it is to hang out with Andy Cohen for a night. I mean, he is. I mean, he is the the, the he's the god of this. He's whole our Lord and job. Savior. As a Jew, was, we mean, don't have Jesus. We need... Well, think about it. Like he is. Like if you think about we the, need somebody he's, else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he created this whole genre. He created a whole genre. And like, I gotta say, I, I grew up watching like Letterman and Leno and Arsenio Hall and like even like Johnny Carson to a degree, just from my you know like parents and stuff. And I. I used to love like talk shows and I got to tell you the one talk show I still watch is watch what happens live. Like I genuinely, I genuinely find him amused. I love the energy. I mean, it's just like another facet of this whole universe that's been created. Not unlike like the Marvel or star Wars universe, you know? Totally. I absolutely love him. He's so fun. Well, any kind of final thoughts on Jersey or anything on Vanderpump? No, I mean, I, I just, I think, you know, we're, we're three episodes into Vanderpump Rules. We have a whole season to go. I'm really scared if it's already this intense, even on the outside of the show, like where the show, where, you know, we, we, we have, we have Jax's wedding to get to. We have, like, I'm just, I'm really curious about the plot lines. We don't, we don't know. Sorry, my Siri just talked. Well, I'm scared <laughs> to see, I'm, I'm scared to see where we're going to go from here. So I'm like tentatively excited, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just want the show to like not completely combust this year. And um, that's the only thing is just you just, you want it to, you want it to go because you want these things to be successful. So they make more things, you know, like we might not get the excitement of Vanderpump rules season one and two ever again, but we want it to be popular enough where they try to do other shows that we will eventually love. Just like those early seasons of Vanderpump. Right. It's what's interesting to me is I'm want to see kind of how the group sort of breaks in two. I I have a sense of, so like Stasi, Katie, Lala, and Brittany hang out together a lot. They went, they just went to Park City, Utah yeah, for Katie's birthday. That, yeah. The other girls weren't invited and they didn't know this was happening. And all of them are in couples where the guys get along with each other. And I think, and they also tend, uh, other than Brittany, to like, not be open to new people. So then you've got the sort of Ariana, Tom, Kristen, weirdly friends with them, and, you know, Sheena, and some of these James Kennedy, you know, the, some of the newer people. And I I don't know where that all is going. Because I like, I like there being conflicts, but I like them to feel like family and not yeah. like two separate groups that are kind of forced to be together yeah no definitely i mean and and, and if that's the case like don't like split up the shows i mean split them right. up like make them two 
make it like like you know two different you know they have different below decks i mean have different vanderpumps i know but then you've got like tom and tom where where does tom schwartz fit because he'll go with kind of anyone but you see him siding more with kind of katie this i think this season and then you've got ariana who's still friends with britney and Britney's still friends with Sheena, and Lala's still friends with Sheena, but, like, there's just this thing of, like, this pact of women that all are getting married and want to have babies around the same time. They've talked about it. They call it a pregnancy pact. It's a little weird, but whatever. And I feel like the rest of the friends don't feel as part of it. And I feel bad, like, for Kristen, who, you know... Her relationship didn't work out with Carter and she's like single now. And she's like, well, what does this mean for me if all my friends talk about is getting married and having kids and buying houses, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's well, yeah, it is. It is interesting. I, I don't know if we're necessarily I mean, they're growing as people and I don't know if we're necessarily growing with them, you know, and like half the cast seems like they're growing. Half the cast seems like they're not, you know, I, I don't know. It's it, it's. It's interesting because if you think of the friends that you had when you were 23, you know, the age that many of them were when the show started, like, and think of at 33, how many of those friends you still have and how many, you know, you had fallings out with or are you still close to or not close to or the friendships changed, you know, that kind of a thing. That's we're kind of like witnessing it in real life. And it's, it's fascinating. I find it just interesting to watch. You know, you know, so but, I, you know, it is one of those things where you're like, God, I'm three episodes in and I'm already exhausted. Like, it's just. Yeah. I mean, I really that that whole tweet thing, it just really is crazy. And I didn't I think that's the thing that we're kind of all guessing, like what will happen because of it. And, you know, Lisa didn't take a hard line stance with it. She just said, you know, I I love diversity and da da da. But, you know, she didn't seem like she was going to do anything about it. She loves diversity, but can't get one diverse cast member. on I the know. show. And by the way, there are diverse people that do work at her restaurants, you know, you know, so it's like, it's just interesting that why can't they get one of them on the show? It's also interesting that Billy Lee did film for half the season before walking away and she's not in any of it. Wait, is that true? Yeah, I thought so. I didn't know that. That's, that's really, wow. Tell me if I, like, let me look into no, it. No, I, 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 I will, I'll, I will, I'll, I'll ask about that actually, because uh, I would be very, very curious about that. But like, that is, that is very interesting to walk away from something like that, even from a business standpoint. It's interesting, right. you know? Yeah. So I think I heard in August, which is a couple months into filming, and I don't know if she was slated to be a major cast member or just kind of like a friend of, so I don't know how integral she would be to the plot, but she did walk away and there was a lot of altercations on social media with Jax in particular. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, it and like she was talking about people not understanding or being thoughtful or caring or being actively, you know, antagonizing her. So, yeah. That that's a complicated one, but I would. <laughs> but, by the way, I love. By the way, I love that we've pretty much put more thought into this than our actual lives. Like, I know. I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've tried. I've, I've literally gone back and forth on this issue in my head for the last week, and I've not done like I've not done this with my actual life. Like, right. Like, I, it's just. It's if I put this much effort into my actual life, I would be so much farther along than I am now. That's crazy. But would you have as much fun? 
Yeah, I probably would. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I probably would. Oh my gosh. Tell everyone where they can find you in your absolutely hilarious, like three and a half hour long podcast. Okay. I'm obsessed with yeah. them. So guys, if you like long podcasts, you've, you've come to the right place. It's called So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that stuff. Uh, but we go into all the pop culture that you love to hate with a focus on reality shows, but we kind of go all over the map. I really diverge into some weird places. I'm really obsessed with Justin Bieber this week asking his fans to stream his album and like pretty much bullying them into doing it. Like I'll just go into like weird pockets of pop culture and I've, I've been somebody that's loved pop culture since I was a little kid. So, you know, it goes into really crazy places. We have some really great guests on. I think you're going to be coming on eventually, hopefully. Yes. Guess. So, um, uh, and, and we even like, it, it's, you know, I'll tell a weird, I'll tell a Bailey blunder. I call it at the end where it's like some dumb story I've done in my life and there's a lot of them. And then I usually end it with a sad song. So it's a really <laughs> weird, I try to make these, I, I, I try to make them an experience and we're doing, we're, I'm, I say we're, I'm crazy enough where I'm doing two episodes a week right now. Friday episode is always the bachelor. So if you're a bachelor head, Friday's I episode am. is for you. So I, I've been covering this season of The Bachelor, and we have uh, Moni for Mixing with Moni, who's been on your show tomorrow on covering The Bachelor. Amazing. It's, it's, we have to talk Bachelor at some point. Cause... Yeah, please. You know what? By the way, if you're into Bachelor, come on one of the, one of the Bachelor episodes. Sure. I will do. Yeah. I can talk Bachelor. I can talk Vanderpump Rules. I can yeah. talk all no, of well, it. I mean, of, and of course, with Moni, we talked all of it, too. So like, but it's, it is, it is funny, like the, the crossover of people that will watch both. There's usually people that are like, I'll watch Bachelor, but not Bravo, or I'll watch Bravo, but right. not Bachelor. I'm way more into Bravo. So like, for example, I haven't seen this week's Bachelor yet, but I will. The weekend's coming up. No, I'll, well, I'll and I up. wasn't, I wasn't, I, I, I've, I've had like a five year hiatus from The Bachelor, but I was, had so many requests to, to watch it. So I, I did, and I'm really regretting that decision. <laughs> no, but like, it's it's like it's just one of those things. I'm 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 catching. I am not used to, and they're doing like my podcasts are long, but that show is really long too. And it's just like, what are you doing here, ladies? Like, this is like you can't find love here. I swear to God. And do they really want to? Or I don't know. No, I'm only... they want to be. They want to be influencers. They want to all be yeah, Instagram influencers. They do. No, I... no offense <laughs> if you're a contestant listening to this. It's just interesting because unlike Bravo shows, I feel like people don't the way they come across on The Bachelor isn't always accurate because they're like. <laughs> Sorry, my Siri. I keep I keep hitting it with my wrist. Um, I have the Apple Watch. Sheena didn't buy it for me. And I, I bought it myself, and I keep hitting it, and it'll be like so. It's transcribing our conversation. <laughs> but do you own a penguin? No, no. I, 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 I sold I sold mine to Sheena last year. Yeah. But the interesting thing about The Bachelor is that the contestants share like very personal information with producers that they think are their friends. And for whatever reason, they get duped into it every time. And there's a lot of like weird psychology that goes into it. And then they're put in situations where they have to stay up all night and where they're put in like their biggest fear, you know, if they're afraid of heights, that's the date is like jumping off a cliff. You know, they're put in these extreme situations and then we watch them react and they do a lot more like frankenbiting and things where they're trying to kind of craft a narrative. Sometimes that yes. is true and sometimes that isn't where I feel like on Bravo, it's not like that. 
to the, the to the yeah. extent that it is on The Bachelor. So when I watch The Bachelor, I watch it from the eyes of like, what was this girl told to get yeah. in this headspace? I you know it, no totally, but that's why. Did you watch Cheer on Netflix yet? Not yet. I'm so. <laughs> Okay, so, so you got. I know everyone so you gotta is watch, talking well, about it because it's. It, I, I got to say this about it. It's a breath of fresh air because we're so we're now watching Bravo and even The Bachelor. We're kind of now watching it with these eyes of: is this staged? Is this overly produced? Is this? But with Cheer, it is a real, honest, honest reality show look at a cheer squad, a cheer squad, and it's like a docudrama almost, and it's just really refreshing to see because it's so real. Yeah. No, I. I can't wait to watch it. It is something I'm going to get into this weekend. Yeah, that's so good. It's good. Oh, I'm so, so good. It's good. Not so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank but you yeah, so much. Where can everyone find you on yeah, Instagram uh, on, and Twitter and all oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. Fo- follow me at So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. If you care personally, it's at Ryan Bailey twenty five, and on Twitter, it's at Ryan Bailey twenty five. I had a show account, but it's just, it's too hard to keep switching back and forth from accounts. So the show account is my account now on Twitter. So, um, and that's it. Like if you, if you want to give it a tra- chance, we, we would love to, to have you. So Definitely I keep saying we, it and it's just, it's just, it's just me. I like, <laughs> me I'm, and I'm all my psycho. multiple yeah. personalities. Yes. So thank you so much for having me on. I really, this is something I genuinely love talking about and you, you're a blast to talk to. So thank you. Yes. I can't wait to be on your show too. Yes. Have a great week. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.